Hey, Melody. Hey, Peter. Drew's busy doing work, or something. so he won't be joining us. Welcome to How College Works. Uh, so today I wanted to talk about a little something I saw on Reddit, but we also have a guest. Guest, would you please introduce yourself? Hello, I am Aaron. I work with Melody. I'm an instructor of record in my last semester uh, in the graduate program in English. Graduate program in English. English or English ed? English. Okay. Um, my undergrad was English ed. Um, either undergrad was philosophy. So I've been in college longer than I needed to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, how long does, does anyone really need to be in college? I would be there forever if it was free. Hmm, I understand. <laughs> I don't know if I would be. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd get any more like PhDs, but I could totally get a few more undergrads. That would be cool, right? That's that's kind of a renaissance room. Yeah. Right. Well, at, at the level of taking undergrad <laughs> classes, I could probably handle that without being too too put out. Graduate classes, though, I might PhD yeah, writing I a thought, thesis. I am I'm, not writing another dissertation. You can promptly f off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what I wanted to talk about today. Was we uh, looking uh, saw on Reddit there was a post uh, and this is like literally a day ago uh, when we're recording anyway it says got a 46 out of 100 on my first exam that's related to my major is it time to panic a little? Okay, first I have a question: Are you really on Reddit or did that come through from some other social media thing? I oh well, actually was like ah I want something to talk about. Reddit usually has plenty of things which are worth <laughs> sort of digging into the goods and bads of. I'll just Google Reddit college. Oh, so oh, nice. do you have an, do you mean, do you do the Reddit? I do not do the Reddit. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either, yeah. Okay, I, I mean, okay. I, I access Reddit kind of for the same reasons. Like, what can I talk about with this thing? And then go on Reddit. Huh. Right, uh, yeah. I, I am, I'm not, I've never been so uh, good at keeping in touch with people. And so the the whole community of me typing responses and then like responding to people like makes me tired thinking about it. <laughs> so, 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 you know, message boards are not like my home base. Yeah. Well, so I know I'm digressing a bit. So my partner who doesn't do any kind of social media like Facebook, he never did MySpace, no Twitter, no Instagram, none of that stuff. He is on Reddit all the time. And he just likes to read stuff. And then he posts like very, so we drive Chevy Volts mm -hmm. and he posts to the Chevy Volt boards all the time and gets information about our cars or whatever, which is pretty dorky, but like. That is super dorky. Yeah. Anyway, back to bio guy's problem. <laughs> back to bio guy. Yeah. Because it, it comes out, yeah, he says, uh, it's a biology exam. Didn't study as much as I needed to. I should probably. Clearly. Yeah, I definitely need to change that because I don't want to feel this way again. But what else can I do to pull this grade up before the end of the semester? So there are several questions. And the first one is, should I change my major? And I think the answer is, well, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up. I'm going to take one more step back. Okay. Because I think change major comes after the panic a little. And I want to come oh. back. And I want to come back to so like, is it time to panic a little? And I would bring us back to the question that my wife and I always ask our son when he's, uh, when he's freaking out, which is, what is step one? And the answer is, don't freak out. 
Oh, is that always step one? That is always step one. When you are when you are like about to like lose it, step one is don't freak out. Got to okay. got to so, bring it back. Should I freak out? No. No. Okay. The answer is do not panic. Okay. <laughs> step one is always do not panic. But at the same time, I don't want them to be so dismissive of oh I don't have to worry about it. I mean it's not panic worthy, but it's not dismissive either. Right. Well, I, you should be concerned. Let's say that. Failing your first exam, failing any exam, one should be concerned. The thing I want to, to sort of pull away from is the, I failed the first exam, therefore it's time to nuke this class, withdraw from college, basically just like, it's all done, it's all done. Just get a van. Just, just live in a van down by the river. You know, I failed my exam in college, it's done. You know. Well, there's something actually a little bit nice about panicking though right that means it's still important to them you would be not panicking if it wasn't yeah which i think yeah, is yeah. which is great yeah it, it is it is important it is uh it's definitely something to be concerned about and to feel a little uh uncertain or um anxious i think i think that is a healthy response to an f yeah, the time to quit might be the time when you don't have a response to an F. Like, if that doesn't bother you anymore, that, that's the time to pack it up by the band. By the band. <laughs> right, yeah. If you're like, this is my third F in this class, it's in my major class, I'm a junior, maybe now oh, is the time different. to really reevaluate sort of where we're at in our lives. Right. Well, and I did look at this uh, post or whatever they're called. I don't even know what they're called. Are they called? Thread? What? I mean, I don't know. I would say a thread. Yeah. Okay. But if you're the first person, you're the thread. You're the poster. That's what I just said. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming that bio guy is a first year student because he said his first biology exam, right? Yeah, I think so. So I'm thinking he's a first year, first semester, probably freshman student. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that bears. I mean, if you dig a little deeper, some of that bears out in some of the comments and responses. Well, and so I could see why, like you know, should I panic or whatever might be the first response. But it is super, at least from a writing perspective, and maybe Aaron can back this up. And I know I've said this before on the podcast is that there's a huge transition between high school expectations and college expectations. And I've had plenty of students tell me, "Well, I never had to study in high school." Well you might not get away with that here. And I know I've always said too that it catches up with you eventually. You might not have to study your first semester or your first two years, but eventually you're gonna have to put in some time. And for this guy, it just sounds like that his time starts now. Right, Yeah, and that I, I think he actually is really upfront about that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I didn't have to study that much and I got good grades in high school without studying. And he's really sort of clear-eyed about that, which I think yeah, is really good. Yeah, good for him, good for him. You know, it's like, I, I need to sort of like pick it up here. And the initial question sounds a little bit different than I think his actual intent. Because mm -hmm. the initial question kind of sounds to me like some of the students that I might get sometimes or used to get much more were like, yeah, it's the middle semester. I'm kind of biffing it. How do I get an A? I'm like, uh, getting the A started week one, we're week eight. Well, so, I love to make like an old movie reference and say something about a DeLorean that they never get, but I usually <laughs> <laughs> Every listener needs to go and watch Back to the Future right now. I that's, that's a quality movie. But yes, unless you can travel back in time, 
usually at the halfway point, it's a problem. This is, I mean, this is the time at which to, you know, you really do realize how much like that first exam, that's when stuff comes home to roost, you know, and it's the, it is the appropriate time to think about it. At 46, um, that's, that's not, I mean, that's low. Like I had one of my writing consultants, she's also a bio major. She also didn't do very well on her first test, but she made a 65, which is, you know, 20 points almost <laughs> higher than this guy. That's a, um, that's a D, it's a solid D. The solid D, right? It could yeah. you know, yeah. And so she was upset, like, oh man, I'm going to have to put in some time. Like he said, essentially. Um, yeah, so he might have to put in a little more time than my student just based on the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe more than a little. <laughs> Maybe a lot. So a lot. Yeah. What point should you panic if there's a second four and six on test number two? And ostensibly, we can probably believe that there's four tests. Yeah. So when is appropriate time to panic? So... I mean, a second 46, that's, so now you're halfway through the semester. Let's say you take that test week eight, which is around midterm. Yeah, sure. Maybe there's homework points. Maybe you're rocking like a 55 in the class. <laughs> um, and if you really studied for the second test, you're like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing all the things. I'm doing the study guide. And you still didn't do well. I don't know. Again, maybe panicking is not what you should do, but... Right. So I would, I would frame that a little bit differently since of course my first step is always don't freak out. Yeah. So don't freak out. Don't freak out. But the real question that we're, we're drilling down towards is should you stay in, should you stay in the class? And even deeper oh. than that is, should you stay in the major? So if you're hitting that second 46, I don't think you should stay in the class. Your odds of being able to pull that around are really, really low. Like mathematically, and you do way more math than I do. But <laughs> yeah, you would have you'd have even Aaron and I over here going, huh? Yeah, <laughs> unlikely, <laughs> super unlikely, super unlikely. Yeah, so like if you do the math, if the math says you can't do it, so well, I, even if the math says you can do it, because I've had this conversation. I mentioned oh, this on the sure. podcast. Are you going to make a hundred percent on the next two tests? No, no, that's no, just not. That's just not going to happen unless you happen to be an expert on these other things and somehow manage to be totally failing on everything else. Well, we in the know class. that's not the case because we know that it's cumulative, like it builds. Sometimes it doesn't, but it's hard not to have. It's hard to have deep knowledge in one area of, say, biology or psychology and not have some knowledge in other areas of that. A higher than a 46. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Real <laughs> tough, real tough. So one of the things that they point out in the comments is that uh, somebody, another commenter responded saying, you know, I fail, I was failing a class uh, in my major and my advisor told me to drop it and then take it again the next semester or the next year and then did find it. Sometimes, you know, it's, you're not ready for that class. You need right. a little bit more, you know, foundation before you can get there, uh, or you need a little bit more sort of time being in college and learning how to how to work within the sort of the college sort of system, how to do your studying and that stuff before you can come into that class and really, you know, excel or perform the way you should be able to. So, you know, hit that second forty-six, drop that class. Right. Secondarily, consider: is it just that? I, 
I'm not ready for this class. Like I'm passionate about this subject. I want to have this be my major that hasn't changed. So I'm just going to, I'm going to take it again and, and build on what I know and, and do better the next time. Or is it that you're not doing well because you don't care about this? You know, right. is it, is the fact that you're not doing the homework because you just cannot get yourself to do the homework. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Which may be like, maybe this shouldn't be your major. Right. I think that to me is a bigger indicator. Like if you would rather like, I don't know, do all kinds of crazy stuff than do your homework for your major. Maybe that's not for you. Yeah. I, I started as a business major. Ooh. And I know, right. What was I even thinking? Um, and ended up switching when it kind of came to. Uh, to, to philosophy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Wow. Right? Like how does, how does that really happen? I don't know. I think I, on my soul yeah but uh yeah i think i think failing a little bit in business got me there um it got me to the point where i thought this isn't the this isn't the nature for me i just mm. don't care about it enough to really study for it so no i, I definitely oh good yeah. yeah excellent point okay so like i know we've talked about this before but i would feel like i wasn't doing my due diligence if i didn't also say don't just willy-nilly drop classes without talking to your advisor and making sure that your scholarships, financial aid, um, you know, academic progress stuff is not in jeopardy. Yeah, 100% on that. I, I, I support you on that. Because it can be, I mean, I, I get this every year. <laughs> every year at the start of semester, as you know, Melody, we go back through and do like, here's academic advising, and we get the financial aid talking about how many credits do they need to hold, how many do they need to complete based on what they start off. Like we get the athletic director coming in talking to us about, like, what do they need to do in order to really be able to play. But the students don't get it every year. No, and the, and I can see why they kind of tune out because it's not the most exciting information on the planet. But and it's probably like day two, and they're like exhausted. Yeah, from they orientation yeah, at that point. Like their second night away from home. They've been up since four, <laughs> and that they just go up the whole time. Yeah, uh, so that was one of the things I would like to mention. Um, and also another thing that my, so for bio classes and for a lot of these first semester classes, they're offered every semester. Especially at big can, schools, yeah. Right. Um, but if you misstep on one of these, one of these classes and that they're part of a sequence, like mm -hmm. you're supposed to take this bio class in the fall and this bio class in the spring followed by this and that, and you mess up that whole sequence, you could be a whole year behind. Um, Which can be a thing, but it's not always as bad as it seems. If no, it, if well, I'm not saying it's like, like, don't do it because of that. But you might just want to look at all of the consequences and just make sure that you can take it the next semester or right. what that would look like for your degree plan. Exactly. So I came in and I was planning to, to take, what was I? I was planning to take first semester physics in the second semester. Yeah, that wasn't offered. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Actually, let me take that back. I, if I remember correctly, I was like, oh, I got a five on the AP. I don't need to take that first semester physics because it was, I got a five on the AP, so I'll take second semester, and the second semester will be good. And then, But I hadn't talked to anybody. Like, I was doing this in the summer before I, I arrived. I was all like, this sounds like a good idea. Yeah, because um, you were 18 and you knew a lot. Well, I mean, I wasn't stupid, but <laughs> I didn't know all the stuff. But it turns out AP usually almost never excuses you from classes within your major. 
So I got a five on the physics AP, uh, B or whatever it was. And so that was like, yes, but I still had to take it, but I didn't enroll in it. So, so I started off a year behind in what I was doing. But the AP for the calculus did count. So I could be, I was like a semester behind in physics and ahead in math, something like that, which okay. meant that I was a full year spanned between those two, which was interesting, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess. I don't know what you're talking about, but it's fine. <laughs> was, was taking the class, despite the fact that you scored a five on the AP exam, was it still worth it for you? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it was probably even more of a, of a thing that I was taking it having uh, been like a year ahead in, in calculus. So I was taking uh, the physics, having far more tool, mathematical tools available to me than was assumed at the level of the course. And that was probably the bigger thing. But I found, you know, in, in having taken it in high school, took it in college, taught it as a graduate student, like every time you come back to it, new things, and even as a teacher and professor, not just in grad school, new things sort of present themselves to you as ways to understand or see what's going on within your field. So it's not like you actually take the class and you're done. That's, that's, I mean, that in progression-wise, that's sort of the way it seems. But you know, you take the class and you haven't learned everything there is to know. Even if you get an A, ace it, get 100% on everything, um, you you don't know it all you know, for that even for that class. Oh, dang it! Okay, <laughs> 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 that was really good stuff. Um, so if we go back to Bio Guy, or is it Bio Dude? I can't remember what I was calling him. Um, uh, but, but, Bio guy. Bio guy works. Okay, uh, and he is a guy. I'm not just making that up. I think he is an actual guy, but I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Um, so, in terms of like maybe dropping that class, right? But so if you're like, okay, yeah, maybe now 146, just see what happens. 246 is on an exam. Okay, maybe you drop it so you don't tank your GPA and retake it maybe in the spring. But at what point should someone start really reconsidering their major? That's a real I, question. Yeah, well, I think that's, a, what do you think, Aaron? <laughs> well, that's, that, well, that's heavy. Um, I would yeah. say, a biology guy says, and I, I opened up the Reddit page, um, oh. bio guy says, I find biology very interesting, actually. I think what it is is the fact that this first exam went heavily on material that I haven't seen before. Uh, the material being a lot of chemistry, organic chemistry. I uh, never took an actual chemistry class in high school, which is what he is now regretting. Okay, cool. So okay. he does still find this thing interesting. And I don't I don't mean to steep all of this just in terms of interest, because at some point merit matters. You do have to succeed in this thing in order to continue in this thing, right? Mm -hmm. But one would think that if, if you maintain at least even even a passive interest, it will keep you from or it will keep you in study habits that are healthy and productive, right? I think so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> one hopes right that yeah. you so i mean again this is this transition from high school to college where high school is like you do this because i tell you to and college is like we want you to do this because you are engaged with this materials like if there's chemistry involved in the biology that you're studying we we hope that you are interested enough in that biology to start kind of digging into that chemistry as well because it is it, it matters for what what you are interested in I think, too, a lot of students end up struggling with the switch from high school to college because a lot of the 
instructors or professors that they might have in college are not pedagogically trained. So they might have a lot of content knowledge, but they're not, they, they may not have the same skills that high school teachers have just giving you the information in a pedagogically sound way. Um, Absolutely. A lot of my students run into that problem or run into that hurdle when they arrive at school and they just don't have a lot of the same supports. So it is suddenly mm-hmm. on them to learn this material. We've talked about that kind of extensively too, like about the pedagogical piece, but also about the support piece. And it is it's just, it's just a big shift. And it can be, it can result in things like a 46. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to think back. Um, and this course, it's been a bajillion years since I was a first-year college student. Uh, I mean, I don't, I know, I, I don't think I had to drop classes, but I was also one of those people who was like, "This is like, this is the plan. I have to stick to the plan." Right. <laughs> so yeah. I think part of it became like, you know, I'm just going to have to do this or do that to make this work. Um, so I didn't drop very many classes. I don't actually can't remember any of them that I dropped, but that doesn't mean I didn't. I'd have to look at my transcript. I think I dropped one course and pass failed another. Pass failed? Yeah, yeah. It's something you could do where it won't count towards your degree uh, or your minor. Is this the one you didn't show up with? No, that's that's the one that I dropped. I freshman forgave it. Like I technically <laughs> failed it because I was a first semester college student who just could so not couldn't be bothered to do the polite thing and inform my instructor that I was dropping it and then fill out a sheet to drop it. So I mean, I just all like, I'm going to stop showing up. Man, we had to walk all kinds of paperwork all over the place. You now it's like walk a, your paperwork? Yes. It was yes. Physical. Oh, pick paper. it up and carry it. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, whenever I read this post, I was sort of thinking about something that has happened or like some situation from a previous institution. And as far as I know, and I'm just teaching first year writing here, I'm not into the English major or writing minor right now. But we had at, at a previous institution an introduction class, like intro to the English major. Mm-hmm. And so that it was designed to take it your first uh, semester of your sophomore year, right? Okay. So you've taken your two writing courses, comp one and comp two or whatever, and now it's time for you to start transitioning into those two, 300 and 400 level English courses. And so for this class, it was an introduction into like the profession of what you can do with a, uh, an English degree or a writing minor, but also some of the basics of like literary analysis and some baby literary theory kind of thing. Um, but I've had students drop that class and fail that class and then ask me, well, should I change my major then because I couldn't make it through that course? What'd you say? Well, if they failed it, I said they might want to think about it. <laughs> um, if they dropped it, I was like, I don't know. Well, what happened? You know, like, like well, it's just too hard. Um, and it, there was a, a professor who is known for being a little difficult, not like as a person, but as a, a teacher. Like, you know, she has high expectations who taught that class. I don't think she was trying to make it like, um, like, well, like she wasn't seeing herself as a gatekeeper. Like, well, only certain people can get through this class who deserve to be English majors. I really do feel like that it was foundational information for English major stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like it was all that difficult for a 200 level class. So if they were struggling, I, I did actually explore other majors with them because if they were having a hard time 
with introductory concepts to, of literary analysis and literary theory, how are they gonna fare in three and 400 level classes where that's all that they do? That, yeah, that makes sense. Well, and also depends on how much, how passionate they are about it and how much time they have. Like maybe, yeah. maybe they can shore that up and come back next year and do it. But that means they're, they're, they may be a full year later in graduating. Or maybe not. It depends on how things go. Like I said, I was a, I took all my classes with the cohort that was after me. Oh yeah, because of your first semester physics problem. Yeah, yeah, which was actually great <laughs> because there were a whole lot of guys in my year that I didn't want to hang out with, and oh. there were a whole lot of really cool guys in the year after me. So I was like, this is fine. I don't need to take lab with those guys. So like that was one of those questions. I mean, this, this was a real question for me as an advisor, and I had a hard time dealing with that because. It is only one class and it is at the 200 level, but in so many ways, it's, it is super important that you have that foundational knowledge for the rest of the semesters after that. Right. Um, and it did throw them off and it was only offered in the fall. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. That will put you behind. Yeah, so I put them behind for sure, um, but then they were continuing to take classes that following spring before they could re-enroll in it that expected them to have the knowledge that they were supposed to have gotten from that class after mm. it or whatever. So yeah. it was a sticky situation. So I don't know what the answer is, and it is always case by case, but if there's something like that in terms of a major that's designed to be sort of the threshold into the major and you have a hard time crossing that threshold, it might be some time for some, you know, reflection about yeah, I think that's your fair. actual skills and your strengths and maybe, okay, so you really want to do writing. Is there another way we can do something with that on campus besides an English degree? Actually, yeah, <laughs> there's a few <laughs> other ways. Let's think about Generally it. speaking, yeah. yeah. It's also, Ideally, getting out ahead of that to say, okay, you're going to be an English major. This is, you know, not necessarily the gatekeeper class per se, but this is many of the skills here. So this should be the class you prioritize. Mm -hmm. If you're like, ah, I don't have enough time to do all the things I'm supposed to do. This is the one that does not get dropped. And I've had that conversation too, where I'm like, okay, you can take philosophy next semester. Or, you know, whatever. So we really have to pay attention to like which classes are repeated and which ones are part of a sequence and those kinds of things too, which is why I wanted to bring that up earlier. Because it's not just a matter of like randomly choosing classes off of a list. In some <laughs> cases it is, right? But in other cases, you really, it is strategic and it, it, it's thoughtful. It, you know what I mean? You have to kind of think about the bigger picture, not just this one semester. Right, exactly, exactly. I don't kind of like those gatekeeper classes um, <laughs> in, in a way, or I liked them as a student because my, during my AED program, um, English ed program, it was the class that built the strongest community for us as students. Mm -hmm. Like when things got really difficult, we really did have to build, that, um, build community in order to study together and work hard on this together, right? Well, and that is like the cohort that Peter was talking about. Like, you know, you were the cohort because of that physics class or whatever you were with the, the people who were a year younger than you. But you mm -hmm. took all of your classes together. And especially with smaller programs like physics and English, which let's just face it, they're not the most popular majors. That's <laughs> true. It's true. Um, but, you know, so you take a class where you all are introduced to these concepts, and then chances are you're going to be in classes with those same people for the next two and a half years. 
And so kind of going through those classes, like you were saying, if they could be a little more difficult is a way to build that community. So you do have a cohort, right? These are the people you're going to be walking across the stage with. Yeah. 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 Except for me, I didn't walk with them. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. These, these are the, especially in smaller programs, these are, these, I saw these guys and a couple of girls uh, like every day for two years in, mm-hmm. in classes, in labs, you know, sort of day in and day out. You know, we all knew each other. We know who we knew who we wanted to study with, you know, uh, that sort of a thing. Uh, who you wanted to be lab partners with when you could pick. Uh, yeah, we really supported each other. So in terms of like, so what did all the Reddit people tell BioGuy to do? Well, there's a couple of things that I thought were interesting. Uh, one of the things I want to call out is there's a there's plenty of people who are like, yeah, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Yeah, it's just the first exam. It's like, let me, let's put on the brakes just a little bit here and, yeah. and break that down. It's like, the it'll be okay as the first touch in terms of let's not freak out about this, mm-hmm. uh, I think is good. I think that's good. But if that's the only thing <laughs> that is that you get told by somebody, yeah. then they are doing you a disservice. <laughs> if you're like, I got a 46 on the exam, they're like, ah, don't worry about it. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that, is, that, is not, that is not the end message that we should be receiving here. Um, but there's both the, uh, both the poster and a bunch of other people were, were, I think really good in saying, in treating this as a, like a learning experience. Like, yeah. He has a bit of, in the first post, he has an edit where he sort of says, okay, I'm not really looking just for sympathy here. I want to, uh, and I know I have to do work. So what is it, what are, what does that mean? What does that look like? Sort of a thing. And he's really treating this as a learning experience. You know, like what is it that I need to do differently? Not that, like, not how do I get an A? Like, how do I magically uh, get a better grade? But what is it that I'm doing that I need to change? And, and also, like, can I change? Is it worth changing in this class after that first 46 on the exam? And people, I think, were really supportive of that. Like, yeah, okay. you know, we can, Sometimes you, know. you take things to the internet, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, so they were like, "Yeah, here's some things that you can do. Here's, you know, don't, yeah, don't, don't give up. You know, there's a different, you know, what's your grade breakdown? Like, how much of the class is that first exam?" And, See, and that's know. like, that's me. I want to know. Well, is it twenty percent? Yes. Forty percent, right. because at a certain point, it does become a math game. Right. right. And then well, I don't know. Well, and they, I mean, they break it down in here is like, I got, what was it, three midterms that are 20% of the grade and a final that's 40%. Oh. So, yeah, you can recover from this. It's, you are roughly 10% down, like off the top, you know, a little bit more. So an A is out of the picture now. Right. But you, you recover, you do well, then a, a B is not off the table and a C is probably very doable. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of how I like to break it down. You know what I mean? And so students come into the writing center all the time <laughs> and they're like, I have to tell them, oh, this isn't really like we're looking at working on literacy narratives right now. Um, like this isn't a literacy narrative. Like, well, it's due tomorrow. And I'm like, well, what is the, do you have a, a like a late penalty? <laughs> so we start right. negotiating, like, is it better to turn in this thing and get 
like a not good grade or is it better to take a 10% penalty, redo it, and then get a better grade with 10% taken off the top? Right. Um, so right. things like that. And I don't think that first year college students are always the best at thinking about that because it's different. And I don't think he was thinking about that either. And someone sort of asked him those questions. They had to break it down. But yeah, it's like knowing what's doable is really helpful. And if you know, if you're like, well, I have to have an A for my scholarship. Well, we just did the math. Yeah, you, yeah. If, if, you if might this, need to go ahead and drop this if you know for a fact. I mean, then put all of your energy into your other classes and make sure you have A's in those or whatever. Um, so sometimes you do have to really do the math. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, if you have a scholarship that requires, like, you must be in this dance class or you must pass this music class with this particular grade yeah. or you need a certain GPA, then that has a real bearing on what it is that you should consider dropping. Well, and even if it's like, okay, well, I can have a B for my GPA, but that means I have to get at least two A's and two B's in my other classes or whatever classes, right? Right, so exactly. I have to look at the big picture too, not just the big picture of that class for the semester, but the big picture in terms of the whole semester. What does that look like? Because there are some really tight restrictions out there sometimes when it comes to scholarships. Or right, exactly. I don't know if I'm there right now. Grants. 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 I'm so yeah. tired. It's only Tuesday. This is not good. <laughs> uh, you got to get it together. Have some green tea, Melody. Dude, I'm having morning thunder right now. Wow, that does not sound good. That sounds like a real problem if you're having morning thunder. It, it's a, you know, wait, no, you don't know this tea? No. Oh, oh it's, it's celestial season. It's okay. celestial season. That's a buffalo. Yeah. yeah, it's called Oh, with the, oh I see There's that. A buffalo, and he's yeah. ready to run your butt over. That's how exciting it is. I am, I've become too snotty to drink celestial seasonings. Well, that's Because we have a ton of loose leaf at home, so that's what I drink. <laughs> I used to drink a lot of celestial seasonings, like, well, a lot. Well, when I had tea here. in high school, that's what it was. But shut up. I hear your judgy voice over there. <laughs> I don't have a giant thing of Costco green tea in my office and that's what I drink because it's That's true. <laughs> you and your bargain tea need to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has the reason why I, I like the taste of it for one, but it's supposed to have a slightly higher caffeine, whatever thing, mm -hmm. content. Um, but yeah, I just have a lot going on. There's just a lot. So students, we feel you. Yeah, it's true. Like, yes, the, uh, okay. I, I was going to say a couple other things that, that people point out and we could, we have said many things on the podcast about what you should do to like talk to professors and support to get. Uh, but one of the things that it was called, I was like, Hey, you know, meet with the professor or the TA or they refer to you as the GA, the grad assistant, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is excellent advice. That's great advice, especially if, I mean, he acted like he didn't study enough, but he also, I think in other edits or comments or whatever, also was like, well, how do I do this? So it's clear he's not quite sure how to study or maybe which concepts or how to highlight which concepts are most important from labs or lectures. So talking right. to the GA or to the, I would probably talk to the GA first. Usually that's a lower bar. It's a little easier. Yeah. And you and you meet with them in the labs, right? And so there's fewer of you. And so they actually like know your name, whereas the lectures are kind of what long. They're big, right? Right. They'll only know your name if you're like causing some scene in, in the big lecture hall or you're failing so hard that they actually notice your grade. 
or if you're crushing it so bad, like you're just crushing this class. So bad as in so good. Right, as in you're like getting a 98%. But if, you, if you're somehow in like the way, way high or the way, way low, then your big lecture professor might be like, oh, I recognize that name. Yeah. So maybe start with a GA for sure. And then go to the professor if you think you need more help or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, um, I say step one, don't freak out. Step one, don't freak out. Step two, meet with the GA, TA, or the professor. Yeah. Step three, maybe go see student services. Ooh, or your advisor or both. Yeah. You know, if you're like, I know I need to do something different, but I don't know how to do that, which is reasonable. <laughs> like if, so if all you services, know is what you've done. Yeah. yeah. So student services is great for those study skills. You know, maybe you're not really good at taking notes and you want some help with like how to take better notes because maybe that's part of the problem. Or you could even like bring in like, here, I'm going to bring in my biology notebook to student services. Like, I don't know what I'm doing poorly. Here is my, yeah. here are my notes. Here's what my textbook looks like, you know. Uh, so they can be like, yeah, you're taking uh, crap notes here. And yeah. your textbook is pristine, which means you're not annotating your textbook. I'm trying to sell that book back. Get some sticky tab or something. Come on. <laughs> you know, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, so. what about accessing your community too? I mean, if I tend to Oh yeah, good talk. Good call. Why not ask your classmates? Who in this class got B's and A's and That's pretty true, man. He took it to the interwebs and maybe he should be taking it back to his lab. Like, yeah. you know, the, the group of like fifteen or twenty students who are you're like, Hey man, what do you think on the test? And and you're like, Oh, I made a like a ninety two. Oh, really? <laughs> Tell me, I mean, how did you prepare? <laughs> how would you, yeah, how did you prepare? And how would you like me to buy you a pizza this weekend yeah, to help like me that. study? Yeah. Right. So definitely, maybe, I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah, I had something, but I lost it because whatever, it's fine. Old brain. I feel like my brain is forgetting more things than it used to a lot. <laughs> then your brain is trying to keep more things I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so it's, it's study now while your brain's 18 and really fresh. <laughs> Melody, it's either that you've had not enough morning thunder or too much morning thunder. It was just one cup. Mm. Maybe more. Maybe more. I'm going to try more. Maybe an afternoon thunder. <laughs> Peter's like, I'm not. <laughs> it's like you can see my face, Melody. I know. Well, I know your face. It always it's sarcastic. <laughs> it's not hateful, but it's judgmental. Hey, uh, I can hear I'm it judging. now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so uh, student support services. Um, do you think it's a good idea for them to talk to their advisor at this point? Um, I mean, I think if the closer you start leaning towards potentially dropping it, you definitely have to get your advisor in on the loop and you want to get them in sooner rather than later. Don't, don't decide you're going to drop it, not show up for three weeks and then go talk to your advisor because at that point it's not really advice. <laughs> it's just, this has to happen. This is happening. So yeah. I would say, I, th I think pinging your advisor, sending an email to your advisor, whatever it is, if you know what you're going to do to let them know, Hey, this was bad advisor person. Um, here's what I plan to do just to give you a heads up. Or if you're like, hey, advisor person, this was bad. I have no idea what to do. Right. Either one is useful to your advisor because, because then it's like, oh, 
they're on top of it. I don't need to worry about it. Or maybe I can give you a little sort of suggestion that's kind of close to that that would help you. Yeah. Or if you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can be like, come talk to me. We'll figure it out. Yeah, and uh, we, that's what we do. We say, hey, there's this resource and this resource, and here's this and here's that, and let me know what I can help you with. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think we have solved this guy's problem. Yeah, I'm yeah. So, I'm biology okay. major, done. Yeah, bio dude, you're welcome. Kind of like bio guy. Bio guy? I'm still a bio guy. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's an internal sort of rhyminess to that. Bio guy? Yeah. Bio dude might be a little too dismissive. Is it? Uh, it depends on how you say it. Bio guy. Yeah. How about bio, bio bro? No. Bio. Uh, I don't think he's a bro. <laughs> yeah, he does not <laughs> sound a like a bro. I mean, he's clear. I mean, and so, I don't get bro questions. Bros take bio classes. I don't know what bros do. I mean, I, th I feel like if a bro took bio and got a 46, he wouldn't be, be like, on Reddit cool. being all like, give me some advice. He'd be all like, yo, check it. I also feel like he'd be like, the teacher is stupid hard. The test didn't make any sense. We are really <laughs> hating. On, we're just hating on bros today. Sorry, bros. Don't be, I mean, come on, bros. Are there a lot of bros in your We don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Nobody talks back. To, nobody tells me anything. <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? Anyway, actually, kudos to this guy. Yeah, absolutely. For yeah. getting on Reddit because it looked like he was like genuinely seeking out some advice for how to do better. He didn't blame anybody except for maybe himself a little for not sending as much as he probably should have. And he didn't like make it the teacher's fault or the test's fault. And he looked like he was looking for real advice. So like this is what I wish more students were like. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right, send yeah. us out, Peter. Well, that's about it. We've, <laughs> we've solved BioGuy's problems. I mean, uh, basically we're awesome. Kudos, kudos to him. Um, I hope BioGuy listens. That'd be so cool. You should get on Reddit and post our <laughs> link to our podcast. I'll, I'll just call it out. Uh, should, I, should I give BioGuy's username? I, yeah, but how he's not gonna like know unless he listens. So, so if anybody's on Reddit and knows uh, Hunt V sixteen H U N T V one six, you let him know that he's now on a podcast and getting praised for being a really stand up cool dude. So yeah, who is not a bro? Who is not, not a bro? bro. <laughs> he's just a guy. He's just, just a guy. guy. Just a bio guy trying to make it in this world. Yeah. <laughs> so. If you have a question for me uh, that you want us to cover, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Hyland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D, or send me an email, peter.o.hyland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys.